0: Blog Talk Radio You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. To Funky Monkey MMA.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, joined by Dave Madden. Our guest today is a UFC lightweight who gained some recognition having competed on The Ultimate Fighter Nations. Please help me welcome Cajun Johnson. Cajun, thank you for being here.
0: Oh, thanks for having me, man.
1: All right. Well, uh, first off, Cajun, uh, your last fight was in early September. So, uh, what have you been doing uh, since then? Have you just been Training, or has anything else been occupying your time as well?
0: Uh, yeah, I've been recovering from the surgery because I had surgery after that fight uh, about three months ago now, just a little bit over. Because uh, apparently I tore my labrum, which is uh, like the ACL of the shoulder, is what they call it. So I tore it in the last fight. Somehow, I have no idea how. Like I didn't hurt anything in the fight. I felt awesome. Nothing even happened to me. Somehow. My shoulder was mysteriously torn completely off of the bone. I didn't even know. And, uh, yeah, found out a couple months later. Ended up having surgery. So now I'm just rehabbing. I'm on the comeback from surgery. Uh, I've been putting out some music and stuff. Just music is kind of like therapy for me. So I definitely need some therapy with this freaking layoff because I have no money, and it's pissing me right the fuck off that I'm a professional athlete at this level of the game on the world stage, and I'm still broke
2: as fuck trying to eat, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, man. It's definitely it's it, it's a struggle that that a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of fighters complain about it. You know, we'll we'll dive into that um, a little bit later on. I would like to talk about though, the injury that you had. You said that you suffered it in your last fight at UFC Fight Night 75, which is pretty incredible because that was still a very impressive performance from you. You know, your striking was great. Uh, and you really picked up a notable win So the fact that you did that with an injury is even more impressive. Uh, can you attribute this performance to like anything specific? Like, was it just like a really good training camp for you or anything like that?
0: It's just experience man, my mindset, like I've learned a lot in this game, dude. I, I'm more experienced than 95% of the UFC roster. Um, I've got more fights than the majority of people, and I, I learn a lot from lessons. And because I have so many losses on my record, that's a lot of lessons to learn from. So, all of that accumulation uh, has really brought me into a place where I can do things in a in a different way than other people do. I see the game in a in a different way than other people. Um, so, all of those things contributed to the performance I was able to put on. In Tokyo, and that wasn't even that was just like a, that was a taste, dude. That's just a that was just a hint. Like I had to pretty much rediscover myself um, between that fight and and the fight in the Philippines after a couple back to back knockout losses that I suffered uh, in on Tough Nations and and in 2014 in Vancouver, I got knocked out twice. Right, so I had to really reevaluate uh, the way I was using martial arts and. Because of that evaluation, because of those very very negative experiences, uh, would be a- able to see the positive and and create something um, very magical and uh, and and very very different to what uh, to how other people approach the
2: uh, approach the sport and approach competition. Do you think? Uh, like, I thought it was interesting. You talked about you know you are more experienced than than many um, fighters on the UFC roster, and then I wondered. Um, it only looks like you fought out of Canada four times. Do you think maybe not having that world exposure kind of keeps you in this bubble? So, you know, who is Cajun Johnson? Well, like, you know, hardcore fans know, but uh, I wondered if maybe you thought that was maybe a piece of it.
0: um, Possibly, but
2: that wasn't... It wasn't that I was fighting
0: in Canada for lack of trying. Like, I was trying to fight in K1 Heroes. I was trying to fight in Dream. I was trying to fight in... I was trying to fight the best people that I could fight um, outside of the UFC because the UFC, uh, they're record whores, right? So they, you need like an O on your record to get in pretty much. And because of the way I was brought up and my upbringing and where I started in this game, uh, I learned everything in the cage. So I, I, I didn't have that luxury of having that O. So it took me way, 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 way longer to get in uh, than most people so i had to fight on the local circuit and i took i i fought the best guys that i could fight but um, it's not easy it's not it's not an easy game you know what i mean it wasn't easy to uh, to just get just go book a fight in japan or something like
2: that i couldn't do that and i guess too it's a, it's another layer of frustration you know like kind of like you were saying that idea of, of not having money i mean you have all this experience but i mean I, you're on the first tier of the reboxing aren't you
0: the third tier, I don't know, I'm
2: on the last tier, whatever the fuck that is. No, that's what I'm saying, the, the first tier, is, oh, we're just looking at it backwards, but meaning, like, what, that 2500 bucks? I it's I, I just, that's, that's crazy to me, you know, of, of all this it's experience, and then, somebody. yeah, man, well, I just, it's, it blows my mind, and so, that was, I just wanted to throw that in there when we were, we were kind of touching on it.
0: Oh, yeah, totally, dude, it's, like, we get paid chump change, everybody knows it, um, if you're at the bottom of the UFC, you're, like, trying to scrape two nickels together to pay your rent. Um, it's, it's a difficult game, dude. It's a difficult game. And, uh, yeah, the Reebok thing just made it that much more difficult. Uh, I was, before the Reebok deal um, started closing, like, my, I had one fight in UFC, which was uh, in 2014 in Vancouver. Now, that was my very first fight in the UFC, so I didn't do crazy on sponsorship. I made, like, 10 grand. Which is all right, you know what I mean. But yeah. then, yeah. then to go from that ten grand, like normally when you fight, when you fight more times in the U.S., you will make more money, right? So I could only expect that that number would have increased uh, dramatically over time. Um, but now it got shrunk with this uh, with this Reebok deal, which is really bad for me. This Reebok deal because. I'm not like um I'm not like these these young bucks that are coming up Sage North cuts and and the like who are able to fight four, five, six times a year and and get get to the higher tiers of this uh of this Reebok deal. I'm dude, I'm lucky if I can fight once or twice a year, you know what I mean? Because of the amount of mileage that's been put on my body through this very very difficult career that I've had. Uh so it's I'm in, like, the worst position when it comes to Reebok of the majority of the people that are on there. I'm super experienced. There's a lot of mileage on my body, and I still only have a very few amount of uh, fights in the UFC. So, it's a shitty situation, dude. It's a shitty situation, but I'm making the best of it. I'll figure out a way, and there's always a way, and I'll find it.
1: Right on. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. And uh, tying into that, you know, like we said, your last fight was in late September. So one has to think that you'll have a fight announcement coming up here before too long. Uh, can we get maybe some insight on when we might see you back in the cage? I'm
0: trying to fight in the fall. Um, uh, my, my recovery on this surgery is like they say it's between four and six months generally now um, because I'm on it all the time, and I'm an athlete, and I know I have a have a good body awareness, and and I'll work on it every day. Um, I'm able to recover a little quicker than most people, so uh, that's probably gonna be uh, like I'm three months out now, maybe another month, month and a half. I should be back to being able to train somewhat full out, you know. Um, so that'll probably put me to September. Um hoping for late September or early September, um, which will be yet another year layoff. So um yeah. That's that's what I'm looking for. And I asked actually I asked for uh November. I asked Joe Silva for for Aya Quinta in November, but he said no I'm not allowed to fight a ranked guy. So I think that's bullshit. I should be able to fight anybody that I that that's willing to fight me. And that makes sense. Just because I'm not ranked in UFC, I got more experience than I Quinta. I've got more wins than Quinta Just because the UFC fans don't quite know me that well, doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to challenge for the title or for the uh, for against uh, against a ranked guy. It's just top fifteen, you know. It's
2: not a big deal. Whatever though. It's, that's so yeah, funny to hear yeah. they throw the rankings in your face like that when you know really what do the rankings mean? I mean that's that's the whole talk nowadays is like I'm oh, ranked this and it's kind of like well who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's completely arbitrary, dude. A bunch of dudes that have never fought in their life all get together and um pass judgments against about the greatest martial artist that the world has ever seen. And we're supposed to take that and and think it's actually real when in fact it is not real. It's, completely fake and arbitrary um but it is what it is it is where people are ranked it's it's a good gauge for how people have performed within the ufc organization it's not a good gauge for how skilled a fighter is
1: yeah yeah and you know speaking of uh the the ally Quinta call out not too long ago you you talked about uh being involved in music a little bit earlier and not too long ago, you made a music video where you called out many fires in your division. Uh, What prompted this idea? Did you think of it as just a creative way to maybe gain some recognition?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find a way, dude. I'm trying to find a way that I can take this game over and get the type of publicity that I need to get in order to make the kind of money that I need to make, um, without compromising my principles. Now, if I, I, I've, I've been looking and studying and watching, just like kind of like I did in 2014, I looked and studied at a whole bunch of different martial artists and I took what I liked from them and created my own style. So now I, I'm kind of doing, I did the same thing with promotion. I looked at who is the greatest fight sellers of all time. Um, guys like Conor McGregor, Muhammad Ali, uh, Prince Nassim Hamed, um, and I realized something, that the best fight sellers in the game um, aren't necessarily uh, aren't necessarily even in the mixed martial arts or boxing world. The best fight sellers in the game are the WWE, because they're selling fights that are fake, and they're still getting millions of views. So I took that, and I kind of applied it. So I thought, okay, well, how are these people... How are these people, what are the stories that are being told? Really what it is, is it's fighter A versus fighter B. I talk shit about you, you talk shit about me. Everybody gets interested, now we fight, and everybody watches because it's kind of like a street fight. It's drama. Everybody likes drama and conflict, right? That's what the masses are, are waiting for. That's what entertains them. So I'm not really, I'm not that guy. I tried to do that. I tried to go that route. Um, back in like 2007 2008 when I was fighting like uh, on the local circuit when I fought uh, Rory McDonald He was actually the one that taught me um, how to be humble and not belittle your opponent and talk shit about them because it doesn't if you do that and then you lose it's One of the worst feelings in the world, and it's something that I never want to do again um, I'm sure Rhonda and Connor are both realizing that now or maybe not maybe they're not um, looking with it enough but I don't like to do that. I don't want to have to, to talk shit about my opponent and tell it. like My opponents are great, dude. They're, they're some of the best martial artists that have ever lived. And I'm supposed to talk shit about these guys to make some money? I'm just not down, so I'm just trying to find another way. So I started making music. And um, in my music, I talk about a number of things, one of which was uh, the guys that I want to fight. But even when I was calling these guys out, I wasn't talking anything bad about them. I never said anything bad about Alai Quinta. I tried to get him to, to to change his name to something else, but I just don't think his name suits him. In talking to him though, recently in the Twitter battle, his name really does suit him a lot because that dude is raging constantly. He gets
1: so angry. <laughs> that is very true and yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that as well. Um and, and tying into that, you know, people Reactions to the video were a bit mixed. Um, so, how do you kind of tend to react to any kind of like uh, negative feedback that critics might aim at you?
0: Uh, well, that that type of stuff really used to bug me. Like, I am really sensitive, um, but. Now I just see it as money, dude. Like, if you're talking, it's money. If you're talking bad, it's almost even more money, really. Like, that's why Connor so much money. is just happening because a lot of people hate him. There's a whole bunch that really love him, but a lot of people hate him, dude. So if they hate me, then great. It's going to make me paper. If they like me, then great. It's going to make me paper. But regardless, I need to make paper. And anytime I'm very different, you know I'm not I'm not a normal I'm not like your average human. I never do things like everybody else. I'm not a conformist. So the video that I made was way was like very different. The sound was different. The the look was different. Um, The way I approached it was completely different. It's something that a lot that nobody's ever really done or seen before. So when you do something
2: like that, you got to expect to get a lot of hate because
0: people will always hate things
2: that they don't understand how How long have you been uh into like producing music or making music
0: uh well i started i started like writing rap music when I was like i don't know ten years old or something like that. I think I just started working on my first track and i I recorded my very first uh album or whatever you want to call it mixtape whatever um when I was like twenty one uh in a basement with some of my buddies and then go hard on it and then I'll take a huge break. It's kind of like therapy for me. So um, I made that album and then I kind of just like pushed it to the side and just focused back on MMA until about 2010 when uh, I was in another weird weird spot. So I was almost thinking about like stepping out of the cage and, and quitting quitting the game and stopping, uh, ceasing to ever fight, retiring and just doing music so i i worked hard on music all through like 2009 2010 and then uh when i moved to montreal i kind of put it down again i made a song here a song there but it wasn't nothing nothing anything special and then um after i got the news about this surgery i just realized like okay well with the approach that i was taking Before surgery, and just kind of being quiet and making like really focusing on the fight, but not focusing on promotion all that much, Um, that will work. But you need to be fighting extremely often, like Cowboy Cerrone often, you know. And I, my body doesn't do that; it doesn't do that anymore. I can't make it do that anymore. So I had to figure out a different different approach. So uh, I wrote the track, Find A Way, and everybody, everybody's heard about that I made this song, The List, or whatever, but I've actually released three music videos so far. Five, they they kind of go in succession, telling a story, you know? So the first one is, is called Find A Way. Um, these are all on my YouTube uh, YouTube channel, Cajun Johnson, uh, Raging Cajun Story. And, uh, and then I made The List, and then I made this other track called Free the Puppet." Which has gotten actually the least amount of views out of all of them, even though I think it's the best track. Um, but that's just because now I'm not, I'm not fighting. so if you are doing anything and you're fighting, everybody gives a shit, you know, but when you're not fighting, people forget about you real quick. So
2: um,
0: now that I've produced a couple I've made a couple of videos, people are bored. they want something new to distract them nobody really watched F- Free the Puppets, but I'm gonna keep doing it, dude. I'm I'm in the in the works right now of making a new track uh, called The Takeover. It's gonna be sick. Um, I'm working with a new producer named Shannon Jetty. This guy produces like Kanye West, uh, Eminem, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Like this guy's a heavyweight, you know. He's a, he's a serious heavyweight of a producer. So I'm working with him. And um, and we're gonna see what what, what this next track is gonna do. You know, I'm not sure when I'm gonna release it. It might be during fight camp. It might be before. Um, but we'll see. I'm just gonna keep doing it, and people will. I, it will make money. It will make money very
1: soon.
2: Well, you know, I guess my my thing with the with the music was is I feel like I'm a very hardcore MMA fan, not just a UFC fan, but just MMA. And and I I think when. Uh, athletes are branching out and, and sharing their hobbies in ways like yours, not only for just fun, but maybe for entrepreneur, you know, uh, being entrepreneurs yep. with it. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like the, the audience for MMA is so fickle. And so when this song is just dropped onto the, you know, audience, and they didn't really know you were a musician. I feel like like maybe it would have gotten a better reception if you had like shared other music. And then like, oh man, Regan is, uh, you know, he's into music. He, you, I, it is a well put together video. It's nothing, but I, I'm just thinking of the audience as like they see this thing and then they just like you're saying they pass a judgment or they, um, you know. And I just I wondered if that would have helped help uh, ca- help catch traction of you're making music, you're making music, and then you come out with a song that's like, hey, I'm calling you out too. You know, anyways, that was just my thoughts on it, or my, my take. Yeah, one very possible. On it. very possible, dude, but I don't ever approach anything
0: in my life with, um, the, with the thought of, oh, I'm trying to please the people, you know? I'm just being myself. <laughs> yeah. If the people like it, Got then it. they like it. If they don't, then they don't, but really... Uh, I'm just going to stay true to myself, and I'm not willing to compromise that for anybody.
2: Yeah, well, I think it was a creative way to go about it, man, and I feel like the, the traction it did catch between you and quinta and, and um, you know, the, the back and forth, you know, just I, it still it annoys me to no end when I hear you guys talk about the, the game with the UFC and, um, you know, you can't fight someone ranked. I just want to finish with, man, that, that annoys me, but uh, you're already, you're already <laughs> <annoyed> enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all good, dude. It's just the way the game is right now. Um, who knows what will happen in the future, but uh, the future is fake. We just got to deal with the present.
2: Maybe another way to help, like, just uh, blow you up is we retire you right now. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well,
0: it's, that's already been done. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Probably, maybe, but probably not. I'm not in the position right now. The only way that works is if you're in a, in a position where people are expecting to see you shortly. Um, right now, like, I've been on the shelf now for, I don't know, six, seven, six, seven months now. So if I announce my retirement, people will be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's injured. He's it, It's taken, taken some time off, and he's he's going to hang it up now. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Good job, Ragin. See you later. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like this big uproar that's happening over McGregor, which is fucking stupid anyways the guy it's just a publicity stunt and even if it's not a publicity stunt, then it really shows how much of a coward he is because as soon as he gets a little bit of a hiccup in his in his career, he's running for the door. If that guy had to go through what I've gone through, dude, he would have quit in two thousand and five,
1: yeah, yeah, there is. It's kind of an interesting scenario here just because it was so um, you know, out of nowhere. So, you, so being someone who's such a veteran like yourself, did you take almost, I mean, I don't know if offense would be like the right word, but just like like a negative reaction for someone who got so popular and then lost one fight and then was like, okay, I'm done. And it was just like out of nowhere. I mean, did you do like almost offensive yeah. having, being so seasoned? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. It's not really offensive. It just shows your character, you know what I mean? Like, if that's the way you want to play things, it's actually really fucking smart. Like, get in, tell everybody you're the greatest thing in the world. Um, tell them all so much that they all start believing it. Once they all start believing it, they, uh, the company starts giving you these easy fights because you're generating so much, so much interest. So they give you easy fights to protect you. You knock a bunch of, a bunch of guys out. And then get to a stage, get to the biggest stage you can, get to the biggest paydays you can. As soon as you lose, leave. Because now you've been exposed. Everybody knows that you aren't what you say you are. And you're only going to continue to get exposed if you stick around. So really, it's fucking smart. It's like getting in, buying a stock super low, selling it super high right before the thing tanks. Like it's, it's fucking genius. It's not brave or
1: courageous in any way, but it's fucking genius. All right, well, I'm uh, kind of shifting, shifting the attention uh, back to what you were talking about earlier. You talked about the uh, interaction between Ali Quinta not too long ago. Uh, you said that you were already contacting Joe Silva about a matchup with him. Is there anything specific about why he wanted to fight him? Is it just because he's, uh, uh, he's got some big wins under him, or was it anything that, that prompted that call out?
0: No, nah, I've just been watching him for a long time. Uh, I've always thought that he was a good matchup for me stylistically. For me, it's like a beautiful fight. For him, it's a nightmare fight. It's a horrible fight for him. Um, but for me, it's great. Like, he's ranked above me. I think he's actually uh, valued higher than he's worth. I think he's ranked higher than he, he actually should be um, because of his knockout win over Ross Pearson. It catapulted him up a couple levels beyond his actual skill level. Um, so I think I can go crash the party with that. Uh, also, they just opened up New York, uh, so they're going to need New York fighters. I want to fight in the fall already. I would like to fight on a big card, hopefully in North America. I've been jettisoning around the world for a bit. Um, and so it just makes sense. I would get to fight a, a big guy on, on a big card, uh uh, is in, in a new city that is close to mine, but still not my hometown. And the guy that I could, I believe, I could easily beat. I'm high, much more skilled than he is. It, I'm way more well-rounded. I have a billion more tools, and I have a greater understanding of the game. Like, I think it's just a great fight for me. It's not a great fight for him, that's for sure. Um, I, I don't know if there's a, any history. If there's any. Uh, history of like guys that are ranked as low as I am fighting guys that are ranked as high as I am. I don't know if there's a precedent there, but I've definitely been uh, denied that shot and whatever on to the next. I'll fight anybody at this stage in my career. I will fight anybody in the UFC roster easily. I would just like them to be ranked as highly as possible. So it's the the most I can possibly win out of this situation. I don't want to fight a guy that's, Ranked one step above me or something. I need to make giant leaps here. I don't need to make uh, make little baby steps.
2: And, and you guys are battling for the for the nickname. I mean, you're rage Jin and he's Ray Jing, but you know, same old same. Yeah, old. there can
1: only be one. There can only be one. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> well,
1: that's that's what we'll set it up then. It will be uh, you and Ally going to on the New York card. The winner gets to keep the nickname. I mean, it's all kind of falling into place, if you ask me. It would make a lot of sense. It
0: would make a lot of sense for the UFC. It would make a lot of sense for me. Uh, the fight will sell. Um, I won't really have to even do anything. Al will sell the shit out of the fight because he's just so reactive. It's a fucking dream to work with. Anything I say, the guy's going to lose his fucking mind. So the fight would sell. It would be awesome for New York. It would be awesome for me. It would be awesome for Al, not really. It would make some money, but he will end up losing um, yeah, everybody wins except for al so i uh, I think it would be a great thing to happen but uh don't I don't think it's gonna happen yet i have to uh I'm just gonna have to go and knock out one one guy or in excited beat a guy in. In, in exciting fashion This next guy that they put in front of me I'll go, I'll whoop him And then I'll be able to re- Breathe some new life into this Little uh, feud that me and Al have And I'll get the fight For sure, if I go out and knock the next guy Out or submit him and break his leg Or something, for sure I'll get the, I'll get him A million percent will give me that fight So it's just being postponed A little bit, no big deal Okay, yeah, yeah
1: And you said, uh, you know, even if that's not like the, the initial matchup that they're gonna make that they that they would make. You'd have no problem taking a fight in between there. Uh, would there be any other specific opponent that you have in mind uh, for that matchup as well?
0: Everyone on the list that that I that I made, everyone on that track
1: uh, that I made
0: that is still winning because I don't want to fight anybody coming off of a loss. Um, right. I think Norman Parks out now, which is fine, and he's he's coming off of a loss as well. Jake Matthews is coming off of a win. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Wade. I think makes a lot of sense because he's also um, from New York. He's training partners with Al, I believe, or at least they know each other pretty well. Um, so that would make sense. Uh, who else? Ross Pearson. I would like that fight. He just beat Chad, although it was a very close decision. I think I I think I could beat him, um, and he's ranked pretty high, and he's a good well he's a well known name. So that fight would make sense for me. Um, there's a lot of fights out there, dude. There's a lot of fights out there. Most of the, Unfortunately, most of the fights that I really want are in that top 15. Um, but the guys that aren't in the top 15, I'll still fight them no problem. Oh, there was another guy that just, just won recently. He's on a bit of a tear. He knocked out four guys in a row. Um, Russian guy. Fuck, What's his name? We have, a, we have a common opponent. He fought, uh, he fought Ty Hume Bang as well. That was his UFC debut. And oh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Marabek Tysumov. Yeah, Tysumov. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd fight that guy yeah. as well. He's got a bit of hype behind him now coming off that last knockout. Um, so I'd fight him, although the fight won't sell very well. Like, it's, I'll, I'll sell it as much as I can, but uh, it's not going to be easy fighting a guy like that. Fighting a guy, uh, fighting a Russian or... Or, or, or a Japanese guy, like, they are very honorable. They kind of do their own thing. They just stick to themselves. They don't talk. They don't really do anything. So for me to really sell that fight, I would have to do things that, uh, that I'm not really comfortable with that go against some of the principles that I have, so it would be difficult. I would rather fight a guy like Chris Wade um, or somebody that, that will react some things that I do, you know, so we can generate some interest and make some money.
2: I, I think that's probably the best one of them all, is that, is Chris Wade. He is coming off, I think, a lot, but it was a really no, tough no. fight. He's four. And, all, and, uh, oh, is he? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought he yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, and then that New York connection, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, I hope they give you something, because you're creating the right formula, and you're you're pressing the cookies the way you're supposed to, and um, Definitely. UFC, but what about? I I mean, sorry? Oh, sorry. I was like, what about Bellator? You know, I bet I. Uh, I don't know how many fights you have left.
0: No, no, I'm I'm not going to Bellator. Um, no. I don't want to fight huge monkeys anymore, for one thing. Uh, <laughs> and like, I, I'm 15 years deep in this game already. Like, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not here to be fighting for another 10 years. That's until uh, I'm brain dead and can't talk straight. Uh, I if you if if I left UFC, then I'd leave. I'd leave the game. I'm I'm not going to Bellator.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I do I do agree with Dave in the sense that you're definitely. I would say you're definitely playing your cards right because you're obviously you're keeping a close eye on the division. You got a whole list of guys that you want to have matchups with. I mean, you're not one of those guys who, when they ask you who you want to fight, they say oh whoever the UFC gives me. No, like you have an idea of who you want. To you had a whole scroll of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. So...
2: Lists all
0: the time. I'm always watching the division. I'm always seeing who's, who's jostling around, who's on a, who's on a streak, who's, who just came off a loss, um, how they're performing. Um, I'm, I'm making sure that I do absolutely everything in my power for me to be successful. And if I do that, then the rest, like, whether it happens or not, it's out of my hands. So if it doesn't happen, then it wasn't meant to be. But I'm doing absolutely everything in my power to be successful. And I guarantee you, there is not one other person in the lightweight, lightweight division that is doing as much as I'm doing. There's not. I don't give a shit. There's not one person.
1: All right, and uh, lastly here, Cajun, uh, if you have any uh, sponsors or shout-outs, uh, plugs, anything of that nature, we'd like to give you that opportunity now.
0: Okay, yeah, so uh, shout-out to my sponsor, Koala Uh That's Koala like the bear and T, like T-shirt, always keeping me fresh and fresh gear, a nice sick Montreal-based company at the clothing game. Um, shout-outs to TriStar Gym. Uh, shout out to all my people, shout out to my little student gremlin fighting for the battlefield title here in a few days on, the, on May 7th in Vancouver, um, and check me out on social media, my Twitter is I am IamRagin, uh, my Periscope is also I am IamRagin, my Instagram is TheRagin1, P-H-A-R-A-G-I-N and the number one,
1: and my Snapchat is K-Zan J. Awesome. Well, Cajun, thank you very much for joining us. We always enjoy watching you fight, and we hope to see you back in the Octagon soon. Awesome, man. Thanks very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. Right. Thank you, man. Take care. And that was Cajun Johnson. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Big thanks to Dave Madden for helping me co-host. Dave, where can people find you? Yeah, it was
2: great to be here again. and. Uh... Find me on Twitter at Z madden mma. Uh, Facebook just Dave Madden. I'm right there, man.
1: All right, sounds good. And make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at funky monkey mma. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E Miller and keep up with the site for the latest interviews and articles. We'll see you next time.
0: You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com.
2: Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to MMA at gmail.com.
0: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out
2: altercationclothing.com. Altercation clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation.
0: Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Altercation Clothing.
2: Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio.
0: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.